The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Celebrity voice impersonation, not an endorsement. Why go to a single furniture store when you can go to Big Sandy Superstore? Shop and compare America's top five mattress brands, plus Nectar and Purple. And choose from over 22,000 in-stock appliances from the top brands at the guaranteed lowest price. Or furnish the room of your dreams with a large selection of American-built furniture. With financing plans for just about anyone, there's nowhere else quite like it. Big Sandy Superstore. When you download the Kroger app, you have easy access to savings every day. Get the most out of weekly sales and receive personalized coupons to save on your favorite items, all while earning one fuel point for every dollar spent. Kroger makes it easy to save while you shop, whether it's in-store or online, so you get the most value out of every trip, every time. Download the Kroger app now to save big on your next purchase. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Must have a digital account to redeem offers. Restrictions may apply. See site for details. Hello, good morning, angels, and welcome back to Morning Ray. I'm your host, Lanny, and I'm so excited, as always, for today's episode. I have Maya Health with me on Instagram on today's episode. It's a super light and fun episode. We talk about who she is, her experience in studying communications and monitoring in business, what led her to choose that degree, what she plans to do post-grad, her experience being a bar teacher. And we also do a fun little game. We do unpopular opinions, and these are unpopular opinions surrounding health, wellness, and career, everything. So stay tuned for that. But until then, let's get into our weekly intention or my weekly intention. My weekly intention, it has been this before and it is this again. And it is to be sleeping by 10.30 p.m. I'm waking up earlier now with being in my internship as a marketing intern. So I want to go to bed earlier. So I'm getting that eight hours of sleep. Sleep has become so important to me as it should be for you. And so I want to be sleeping by 10.30. So that leads me in to my weekly tip which always corresponds with my weekly intention. And my weekly tip for helping you go to bed earlier is to put your phone on do not disturb, utilize that bedtime mode, utilize wind down, read before bed, put all your electronic devices away and really lean into your night routine. 
Put your phone on do not disturb. Don't be on your electronics. Read before bed. Really wind down and lean into your night routine. If you don't have a night routine, it doesn't need to be anything complex. Just figure out what works for you and allows you to really wind down and unplug from the stress and the busyness and the hustle and bustle of the day. Even though we are at home, it's really hard to separate that work-life balance, especially with your office or your workspace being in your living space. So I really encourage you to establish that night routine and stick by it and get your eight hours of sleep. You should be aiming for seven to nine hours. Ideally, eight is a really good sweet spot of sleep every night. Sleep is so important and it's when your body really rests. It's when your body heals. It's when it fights toxins and disease and anything that might be going on in your body sleep is so important now on to my current faves i'm actually skipping lanny lessons this week but i will be doing a full episode next week on mental health and everything so stay tuned for that but now on to my current faves so if you have seen on instagram and you would have seen in yesterday or today's vlog depends when it goes up yesterday or today as in like live time when this podcast is live um i got a tripod finally for my camera i had one but honestly it was not the best it was kind of annoying and i never really used it so i got a new one and i'm in love with it and i'm using it guys i'm really using it i highly recommend it leah my hot ass producer recommended it to me and i'm never looking back it's the best thing And then my second current fave is reading. I'm back on my reading kick. This was my weekly intention a million weeks in a row, and I'm finally back into it. I finished Beach Read, and now I'm reading Red, White, and Royal Blue. It's so good. And Brooke Michio, if you are listening to this, I doubt it, but Brooke Michio has a really good book list, as does Lauren Elizabeth and Kenzie Elizabeth. So if you're looking for books, check them out or check my reads highlight. I have a few reads on there. And my last and final current fave is putting my phone on do not disturb. Putting my phone on do not disturb has made me so much happier. I'm on my phone so much less. And if you saw my Instagram at Lanny B Fit, I actually got my average screen time down to like five hours per day. So it used to be at eight and nine and 10, like between eight to 10 highly recommend putting your phone on do not disturb but anyways i'm gonna bring maya onto the pod i hope you guys enjoy this episode and we'll chat next week enjoy i have maya here with me health with me so welcome to morning ray thank you so much for having me i'm so excited to be here and chat with you Okay, so I always have everyone answer these three questions when they come on to Morning Ray. I'm sure if you've listened, you already know, but who are you? Where are you from? And what is your zodiac sign? Okay, so I'm Maya Fiorella. I'm a college student. I'm also a bar instructor. I am originally from New Orleans, Louisiana, but now I live in Northern California, and I actually might be moving really soon, so keep that on the down low, (laughs) and I am an Aries. I get along with Aries. Fire sign queens. You're a Leo, right? Yes, I'm a Leo, if I don't give it off enough. (laughs) (laughs) So we spoke a little bit, and before we hopped on the pod, and you're currently studying communications and minoring in business. I'm studying business, so very similar kind of degree. What led you to choose that degree? 
So I actually went into college as an early childhood education major, and I thought that I wanted to be like a first grade teacher. So interesting. So that's totally not who I am anymore. (laughs) But I quickly realized that that career path just wasn't it for me. It was a little bit too stable, if that sounds kind of weird, but makes sense to me. Um, So I started looking into other programs, and that was at the same time where I became obsessed with watching YouTube videos, and I was just on social media all the time, and I was like, wow, I love communications because it's super general, and I can kind of go on a bunch of different routes with it, and I also love the media, so that's what led me to comms, and then I decided that I wanted to minor in something So I picked business because I feel like it works really well with comms and I love all of the marketing classes specifically throughout like this past semester. I'm like getting kind of close to graduation. So I'm taking mostly my upper division classes right now and they've been all focused around digital media and social media. So that's been really, really fun. I love that. And do you plan to use your career, um, your degree in your future career? Um, since you are graduating soon, is that something you're looking to do? Or do you want to go into like a totally different realm of things? Honestly, I kind of change my mind every day. If I'm being <laughs> so honest, I love what I study. And I do think that I will try to get a job in communications using my degree right after graduation. But I also am really interested in graduate school. I think my fallback career is kind of to be a professor. So get my graduate degree and then start teaching at like university level. So I guess teaching is like what you really love. I I do love teaching. I've always had a strong passion for it. I'm the oldest in my family. So I feel like I was always like the mom role and I have a bunch of little cousins and stuff. So I always loved being the teacher and the role model in that sense. And when I did dance, I always wanted to be captain. I always wanted to be in charge of everything. I'm very type one on my Enneagram as well. So I think Mm -hmm. that kind of lends to that as well. And now I teach bar on the side too. So yes, I love being in that teacher position. I love that. I've always feel like I've been a leader. When it comes to teaching, I've learned that because I always thought I was not patient whenever my parents or my siblings would ask me to show them how to do things like my patience was not there. But in training all the new hires we got during like the seasonal like Christmas time, I realized I was so patient and I really did love sharing my knowledge with them and like showing them how to do like cash someone out or how to do a return or like all the little things. I feel like it's definitely something that's very specific to each person. But speaking of bar, how did you get into teaching bar? Um, What led you to want to pursue that and get that certification and everything? Yeah, so I was actually a competitive dancer for pretty much my whole life up until college. And when I quit dance, I quickly realized that I needed some other form of movement. And I really thrive in like a group setting. I don't really love just going to the gym by myself. I'm just not as motivated. So I started taking bar classes because bar is derived from ballet. So it is a workout, but I also get to use a little bit of my background in dance, which I love. And I just fell in love with bar. I was taking classes at one studio and then realized that I wanted to work as a bar instructor, but that studio wasn't hiring. So I 
widened my outlook on it and found a really small local studio here in Northern California. I've been teaching there for about a year and a half now and I absolutely love it. I'm like BFFs with all of my clients and I just love getting to know them and seeing how they progress because I'll have people that come in for their first time and literally like don't know their right foot from their left foot (laughs) and then I see them like a month later and they're like killing it in class so it's like the most rewarding job ever. Do you see yourself ever getting other certifications in the realm of like Pilates like for example like Matt Pilates or on a reformer or even like a megaformer at a Legree or SLT type studio? Absolutely. Actually, that's kind of my backup plan if I can't find a job like right after I graduate in December is to get my Pilates certification. My mom's actually a Pilates instructor. She works at an Equinox and where I might possibly be moving has an Equinox. So I'm definitely going to apply and get certified in more stuff. That's amazing. My mom loves Pilates. That's all she does. I was a huge fan of Legree, which is like on the mega former. Um, before like everything like shut down but I've been loving Tasha Franken lately I've done also the Pilates class and Melissa with health and I feel very much the same with you I grew up competitive dancing so it's so nice because it's like similar to the way that we trained and a lot of dancers would cross train in doing like Pilates and bar and all of that so I love doing it and it's fun to like kind of dip my toes back into my old technique and those elongating moves. Yes, totally. That's like my favorite thing about bars. I'm still getting to stretch, so I'm not losing my flexibility. You get a little bit of like feet work in there too. And a lot of the terminology in bar classes is the same. So like the training process was like pretty easy for me because I already knew so much about the body and how it moved. Yeah, and even just like the technique for bar, it comes from ballet. So having that background, you already know like, okay, I have to engage my core. I have to hold my tailbone under, like holding everything perfectly in alignment, like stretching and pointing through your toes. Like a lot of people don't know that. So it's really cool coming from a dance background into it. Yeah. So you're really active on TikTok. What made you want to start putting out the type of content that you put out? How did you discover it? What was kind of like your why and what led you to create that content? Because I love it and I'm sure so many others do. (laughs) Thank you so much. So I actually had a TikTok account for a really long time and I never posted anything because I was too nervous. (laughs) And then when quarantine first started back in like March 2020, I was kind of like, okay, why not just post stuff? Like I'm not in school anymore. I'm not going to be embarrassed if someone from school like sees me on TikTok. So I started posting mainly dance videos actually at first because that's what I felt most comfortable with. And then just for fun, I decided to record a what I eat in a day and it kind of blew up, like not a ton, but I started getting some traction on it. So I was like, oh, maybe I should start filming more of these. So I started filming more what I eat in a days. I started filming some recipe videos. And then before I knew it, I had a full on foodie health account. And now I really focus a lot on self-love and morning routines and just, you know, trying to be the best you, all of my tips that I've learned throughout my life. And yeah. I love that. Do you have any tips for someone who's maybe 
wanting to start a TikTok account, particularly like in the health and wellness space. And maybe they're a bit scared like you are. Do you have any tips for them? Something that really helped me was when I realized that most people pay way more attention to themselves than they do to other people. So Mm -hmm. I feel like I would always hold myself back because I was like, oh my God, everyone's watching me. I have a lot of social anxiety, so I hate that. And then I kind of realized that actually no one's really watching me. I mean, people watch my videos, but they don't actually know me. They don't actually like see the recording process. They're only seeing that final you know, step when I feel like it's ready to be out in the world. So that really helped me. And I also love using it as a creative outlet. I love being creative. And sometimes school doesn't always allow for that. Even though I love university work, it's not where I'm the most creative because it's a lot of memorizing and a lot of writing out papers. And I kind of missed that creative outlet. So I definitely use social media as a way to get all of that energy out. So this was Maya's idea, but we're going to do a fun new segment, a fun little game, I guess you could say. Um, And it's going to be unpopular opinions. A lot of them are tied to health and wellness and social media and everything of that sort. But we're essentially going to go back and forth. We both have our little lists prepared and we'll say our unpopular opinion and let each other react to it. And I guess you, the listeners, could react to it as well and maybe comment on Maya's little Instagram post on the Morning Ray podcast. Instagram if you agree with any of our unpopular opinions because I think this could be fun yes I think this will be fun I have some good really unpopular opinions I believe (laughs) okay you can go first because you're the guest all right well I think we should start easy I'll tell you some of the foods that I really just dislike and I think that this is interesting because obviously I have a food account (laughs) and I post food all the time and it might seem like I'm so adventurous but there's actually some foods that I really hate and not a lot of people do the first being papaya I actually find it so repulsive it's like my least favorite fruit or vegetable ever and it's so funny because my name is Maya and my whole family calls me Maya papaya even though I literally hate it so (laughs) and then also pineapple I love pineapple by itself but pineapple on pizza is a big no from me I know I have a big support team for that one (laughs) and the last food I or guest drink that I absolutely hate and I know I'm gonna get hate for this one but it's matcha it's just not my thing Okay. Okay. I have a few, a few questions to ask. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So papaya, I hated it too, but how many times have you tried it? Okay. Papaya, I will say I've tried it maybe like five or six times throughout my life. So I'm definitely willing to give her another chance. Okay. Because I recommend (laughs) (laughs) papaya sometimes tastes, um, if it's not cut when it's ripe enough, it tastes like hand sanitizer or like literally (laughs) so you have to make sure it's ripe but I totally get it also it's a little slimy the texture's a little off-putting but blended in smoothies it's really good it's like mango but better I will definitely try it in smoothies because I feel like I can overpower it a little bit 
Yeah, it makes it, it's not like a banana, it's not like when you put a banana in a smoothie and it overpowers, it's more so the texture, it makes it super creamy and sweet. Okay, okay, I'll retry that one. (laughs) Okay, and then the matcha, I totally get, like, why you don't like it, you have to make it so specifically, especially if you try to make it at home, it's so easy to burn it and it to taste rancid. I also like my matcha a bit sweetened. But yeah, it's also I, not my number one pick. I rather coffee. <laughs> totally. I'm such an iced coffee girl. I love coffee. But I've tried matcha so many different times, so many different brands, so many different places, and I just never can get through it. But I keep buying it because I want to like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Screw the matcha. Screw it. <laughs> and pineapple and pizza. Okay, I'm not out here ordering pineapple and pizza all the time, but like, if I'm drunk and I'm ordering like a pizza, like a Domino's type pizza, like I'll probably get pineapple on it. But I know Leah is going to agree with you anti pineapple on pizza. We had this debate a few podcasts back. She was very pro broccoli <laughs> on pizza. I uh, love broccoli on pizza. Oh my gosh. I mean, like if it's like in the vegetarian pizza and it comes with it, I'll have it. But I'm not going to like choose broccoli on my pizza. What's your favorite pizza topping? Um, I really like mushrooms. Ooh, mushrooms are good. I'm a big yes. artichoke fan on pizza. Yes. Oh my god. The pizza I got this week this past weekend and the weekend before had artichokes on it. It's really good. So good. Love that. So good. Okay. I'm gonna say my unpopular opinion. I don't know how unpopular it is, but just based on conversations and people sending me links. Spotify for everything but podcasts like I will not listen to a podcast on Spotify unless like that's the only place where it's available but I will guarantee that I will forget about that podcast if it's not on Apple podcasts but Spotify for music. Um, yeah, I am a big Apple Music gal. I'm a little bit biased. My stepdad literally works at Apple. So I feel like I've always had Apple everything my whole life. So I've never I don't even have Spotify on my phone. But I know that's very unpopular. I'm very Apple too like every single device I have is Apple like I'm literally a walking ad for Apple like I have an Apple watch I have AirPods I have an iPad I have an iPhone I have a Mac (laughs) like everything but Spotify I've heard Spotify is much better for music so you get like fun playlists and it gives you like recommendations and stuff but I just I can't bring myself to do it I already have all my stuff on Apple Music Yeah, I feel like that was my reaction because like I had Spotify before Apple Music came out. Like I used to have all my songs like downloaded illegally on iTunes, like from (laughs) LimeWire. Oh my gosh, I used to do the same thing and then I would like burn CDs with all of the music on it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Or you'd use, did you ever use like the YouTube to MP3 like converter? (laughs) yes oh my gosh I used to use that to literally make songs for like our dance team oh my god we used to do that all the time in high school because I was in the dance program at my high school and our we had like an ISU which was like an individual studies unit and we had to choreograph like a piece like in a small group and so then we would remix our own songs and we would get them like that yes (laughs) okay you go next unpopular opinion okay I'm not sure how unpopular this is But I think that having a set night routine is actually more important than a morning routine. 
And let me explain myself a little bit because I love a morning routine. I do my morning routine every single day guaranteed, but I feel like in order to have a good morning routine, it's really important to have like that stable nighttime routine and all of your sleep be really, really great or else you're going to wake up late and you're going to do your morning routine like kind of half-assed, you know? So I'm a big night routine stan. So I was very pro morning routine. Obviously still am. I feel like that's my whole brand. <laughs> At least a very big part of it. But I'm growing to really love my nighttime routine and to like really be like as like, I guess like strict with it as I am like my morning routine. Like I've been getting into bed at around 9, 9.30, going to bed by 10, 30, 11 and having a good solid eight, eight and a half hours of sleep. And it feels amazing. And I'm reading before bed and I'm drinking my tea. I feel like they're like, not as like talked about yes. as much as a morning routine. And I feel like that is almost why I like night routines more because most people aren't on their phone when they're doing their night routine. But I know for myself, I'm always recording my morning routine. So I'm like doing my morning routine, but I'm also focused on like filming it and making it like look you know, that certain aesthetic way. But with mm-hmm. my night routine, my phone is already like on my charger next to my bed. So like, it's really my me time. And I really appreciate that. Yeah, I feel like it allows me to really wind down and just focus on me and zen out and calm down. I back that. I'm on that unpopular opinion too. <laughs> okay, I don't know. Again, I guess... We don't know if our unpopular opinions are unpopular, but we're just going to go with it. Social media can be a positive space. Oh, I 100% agree with you. I think social media gets such a bad rep and like sometimes it's completely valid. But I think that especially right now with our little combined community, social media is becoming such a more positive place. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's allowed for me allowed me to fully like become like a new person and develop as an adult and become so much more confident in myself and develop my networking skills and allowed me to find so many amazing friendships like we wouldn't have connected without social media half the people that I have on this podcast I wouldn't have connected with or be such good friends with so I really do think there are a lot of positives of course there are negatives like comparison body shaming, cancel culture, all those sorts of things. But I feel like it's really important to see the silver lining. And that silver lining is like quite big um, when it comes to social media. And so many good things have come out of it. Not to forget about like the bad things, but I think so many amazing things have happened because of social media. And I really do love it. I completely agree. I feel like actually one of the ones that I wrote down is that it's necessary to take social media detoxes. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's the thing with social media. It can be really negative if you're on it all day, 24-7, just scrolling. But when you actually use it as like a tool to get out your creativity, to network with people, to meet people, all of those great things, and you balance it, it can totally be a positive thing. Yes, and you can totally curate your social media space to be one that is positive. In high school, I started unfollowing people that I would find myself comparing my body to. And if I was having negative thoughts, it's like, okay, we're unfollowing them. Or now on TikTok, if something comes up on my For You page, 
that I feel is going to impact me and my relationship with my body and food or anything, I just hold down and I press not interested and TikTok knows to stop feeding me that content, but I don't let myself consume that content and dwell on whatever experience I'm having because of that. And I work on that with myself and in my journaling prompts, because at the end of the day, you can really control what you're exposed to and it's up to you. Yeah, I totally agree. I feel like the algorithm is just that it's an algorithm and you can really take advantage of it and surround yourself with a lot of positive accounts. And just in like our little community, I feel like there are so many positive accounts and so much real authentic content is getting put out now. Like maybe a couple years ago, not everyone was showing their bad days and not everyone was showing like being super busy can make it really easy to fall into a dinner time recipe rut or even with your lunches. Any meal, honestly, can get you into a rut, especially with a busy schedule this fall. You can keep mealtime exciting with over 40 recipes to choose from every single week. So there's always something delicious to discover with HelloFresh. It's truly a no-brainer. It does all the shopping and meal planning for you. Ingredients arrive at your doorstep pre-proportioned and ready to cook along with pictured step-by-step recipe cards. It's never been easier. I personally love HelloFresh as a way to get exposure to new recipes, make my life a bit easier as a busy 20-year-old in the city. And I love that it's worry-free, it's super easy, it's convenient and gets delivered straight to my door. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50Ray and use code 50Ray for 50% off plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash 50RAE and use code 50Ray, 50RAE for 50% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. And thank you for sponsoring today's episode of Morning Ray you know, all of those things that just people go through in life. But I know for me and my brand, I've made it a point to show when I'm having a little bit of anxiety or when I'm having a day where I just laid in bed and didn't do my morning routine. You know, I like to show that too, because I think it's important to realize that we're still real people and, you know, shit happens. Yeah, for sure. Okay. You go and say another unpopular opinion. Okay. Um, this one's a little random, but country music is absolutely not <laughs> it. It is probably the only type of music that I just will not listen to. I think the only time I've listened to country music was when I was at my old university, Laurier. There was a bar called Dallas. Well, it was like a club bar situation called Dallas, and they played like country music, and they also played a lot of throwback songs like old Miley Cyrus and stuff like that but I think that was the only time I would listen to country music and I had to be drunk like I couldn't (laughs) I listened to it sober no yeah no that sounds fun and actually when I was in high school it was a really big thing to go to country concerts because I live in like kind of the middle of nowhere even though it's in California and everyone thinks it's all like Hollywood it's not I literally live in the middle of nowhere and all we did was go to country concerts but I hate country music so yes I would definitely have to be drunk or it was so unenjoyable (laughs) okay TikTok over Instagram but YouTube over all other social media platforms Ooh, okay. (laughs) I have such mixed feelings about YouTube. 
Okay, I definitely agree with you on the TikTok over Instagram. Love TikTok so much. But I feel like YouTube for me, uh, I don't know. I'm so back and forth. I used to be obsessed with it. And like that was the only social media that I even consumed for like all of like middle school and high school. Like I loved YouTube. That's actually where I first started posting content. Not sure if anyone knows that, but I literally used to make (laughs) makeup YouTube videos when I was, like, a freshman in college. I thought I wanted to be a makeup artist. You know, dreams change. But anyway, (laughs) after that whole thing happened, I, like, haven't really been on my YouTube game lately. I'll, like, watch a vlog maybe, like, once a week, if even, but I'm definitely not on it as much as I used to be. I think I've been obsessed with YouTube. I definitely go through phases where I'm binging a Netflix show and I'm not watching any YouTube or I'm only watching YouTube and I'm super caught up on all my vlogs and everything. But I've been an avid YouTube watcher since grade six. My sister used to make fun of me for watching all these makeup tutorials and hair tutorials, (laughs) but then she would ask me to do her makeup for weddings when she was going to them. So, like, you're asking me for help. I learned from the internet, but you were judging me for that. But I've always loved YouTube. I wanted to be a YouTuber before I was, like, an Instagrammer or TikToker. Like, that was what I wanted to do, and my parents never let me. But I just love consuming that content. I love – I've always loved people watching, and it kind of feels like people watching because you get an inside scoop into people's lives. I love the long-form content. And I love how kind of like you can't scroll mindlessly on it. You pick something and you watch it. No, that's a really good point because I do find myself like on TikTok, I can scroll forever because it just, it never ends. And sometimes it's like almost hard to tell yourself like, okay, now seriously, this is the last video. And then you need to like go be productive, do something else. But with YouTube, it is a lot easier to maintain that. And I do love YouTube. I guess I'm just in a phase right now where like long form video is just not really it. I also feel like I consume a lot less social media during the school year, just in general, like over the summer, I'll probably be back on my YouTube game. (laughs) Yeah, totally get with that. I usually only watch YouTube because I have a smart TV that's behind me. So I can watch YouTube on there and I'll watch it while I'm eating meals sometimes. But I definitely prefer creating content for TikTok than Instagram than YouTube. YouTube is just so much more of a hassle. I do enjoy editing, but to get myself to edit takes a while. Like today I'm editing my vlog and it took me a while to plug my hard drive into my computer and get all the stuff there. But I love watching vlogs. I'm not really into the tutorials anymore. It's more so like the vlogs and if there's like a makeup tutorial in there that I'm for it but I love just seeing people's lives yeah totally I like how much more like intimate of a platform it can be and I feel like it's almost like harder to fake who you are on YouTube and that's what I really appreciate it like people are their very true authentic self on YouTube where I feel like on Instagram and even TikTok sometimes you can kind of like put on a show and I feel like I get that from a lot of like I mean, not to call people out, but a lot of like really, really big (laughs) TikTokers Mm -hmm. or YouTubers, they just feel so fake sometimes on other platforms, but on YouTube, 
they're just sitting down talking to the camera and it really can't get more real than that. But like you said, with editing, I am the worst at editing YouTube (laughs) videos. Like it just takes me so long and all of my little like perfectionist qualities really come out in the worst ways when I'm editing YouTube. And that's honestly why I don't post a ton on YouTube anymore because it just got to be a lot. (laughs) I used to really want my videos to be super aesthetic and like artistic, like Claudia Saluski's videos. My fave. (laughs) I love her but I've learned I'm more of the raw cut with a few subtitles thrown in type of girl maybe a few like meme zoom-ins like Emma Chamberlain and sometimes yeah. music thrown in there but that's my style <laughs> you can't ask me to do some artistic like videography yeah no and I feel like that's what I love to do like I also love to make my videos super aesthetic and I enjoy the editing process in like school for stuff like that when I know that I have to do it but just on my free time there's just other things that I would rather be doing. I feel you. Okay you give your next unpopular opinion. Okay I think that you absolutely do not need to work out every day to be healthy and I feel like that might be a popular opinion within our little community. But outside of that, when you look at society as a whole, people really engrave the idea that you need to be eating extremely healthy every single day and working out every single day if you want, you know, to be healthy. But I just, I completely disagree on so many levels. (laughs) Same. And also, it's not realistic. It's not sustainable to always, like, move every single day. Even, like, for me, when I was... And like the roughest part, I guess, of like my health and fitness journey where I would go at working out every single day, I would be lifting every single day. And after around two weeks, I had to take a rest day, like my body was just so burnt out. And I was so tired. It's, it's not possible. And no, I wasn't any less healthier. I'm not any less healthy now for working out less or even like doing shorter workouts. Like I think my workouts now are 20 minutes, maybe 30. And it's very light it's low impact it's Pilates I'm not out here dripping and that doesn't change my health at all I think people forget that health is so much bigger than just your diet and your movement it's also your like the wellness and your mental headspace if you're not happy and if things aren't good in your head then you're not really healthy then yeah I totally agree I feel like me too when I quit dance and I didn't really have like a set structure with working out I felt like I needed to work out every single day because I was kind of used to that but I would forget that like even in dance practices like you're not like full-on dripping sweat the whole time like you're taking breaks in between you're talking to your friends and that's kind of how I look at working out now too like Yeah, there's some days where I want to go on a walk and I want to go to a bar class, but then there's other days where I literally don't want to do anything at all. And that's not going to like ruin my progress or anything because that's what I need. And I feel like it's really important to listen to your body and to learn how to gauge what your body needs in that day or that week. There's even weeks that I'll go where like I don't really work out for the whole week. 
I'm going on vacation soon. And like, I doubt I'm going to work out when I go on vacation. Like, that's just not realistic, but I'm not going to hate myself for that either. Mm-hmm. I love what you said. I feel like so many people think that if they go on vacation, it's going to ruin their progress. Or if they have to take a week off because maybe they're too sore and they're not really feeling up to it, that it's going to ruin it. Like you're not any less healthy. Like maybe if you're going to McDonald's and eating fast food every single day, or if you're not eating enough and you're just drinking water, like, yes, you're not going to be healthy, but you don't have to work out every day and you don't have to eat quote unquote perfectly every day in order to be healthy. And health is so bio-individual, like it's, individual for every single person and what health and wellness means to me is going to be totally different to what it means to you what means to the listener listening to this right now what it means to my mom your mom whoever it's going to be different it's all about what makes you feel your best and allows you to show up as your own highest self yeah and I feel like that is so important to recognize that health is so different and individual because I get a lot of questions and comments being like, oh, like, how did you find what healthy foods you like and what workouts you like? And it's honestly such a trial and error. Like, you just have Mm -hmm. to be willing to try out a bunch of different foods and try out a bunch of different workouts. And then you're going to see what, like, vibes with your body and what you can realistically put into those daily habits. Yes. Okay. We're going to do two more each. And then we're going to wrap it up. Okay. Don't hate on me. I don't know if you're a stan, but oat milk is not the superior non-dairy milk. Really? (laughs) Wait, what do you think is? I don't know if like I can like pick like just one, but I just prefer nut milk so much more. Like I prefer like cashew milk or I know almond milk isn't sustainable, but I just prefer the taste so much more. Sometimes I feel like oat milk can leave like a film on my tongue. It kind of feels like the full fat milk of like the nut of like milks. I don't know. That's how I feel about it. No, I definitely do think that oat milk, it tastes the most like regular milk to a point where sometimes it kind of like weirds me out. (laughs) But I think that coconut milk is the superior milk. It is by far my favorite. I use it in smoothies and it makes it so refreshing it's also so good to cook with I'm a big stan of oh not really Kenzie Burke I'm not going to say that I stan her but I stan her recipe for coconut milk like rice risotto Mm -hmm. so good (laughs) yes I love that recipe too she she does know what she's talking about when it comes to recipes um but yes not a stan of her just some of the things she puts out Exactly. (laughs) Okay. Um, One of my unpopular opinions is that orange juice is better with pulp in it. Okay. I agree. I used to be very anti-pulp. Although, Kate, it's so sad. I don't know what COVID did to my taste buds. This is the only thing that's still impacting me. I hate the taste of orange juice right now. (gasps) That's so sad. I love orange juice. I know, but it does taste so much better with pulp. I don't like a lot of pulp, but like, you know, when it's like orange juice with like light pulp or whatever, like I like that. That's the best. I love it. Orange juice without it now tastes kind of weird to me. On another topic, 
moving vlogs are glamorized way too much and the process of moving is so much more complex than they put it out to be wait I'm so happy that you brought this up because like I said I may or may not be moving soon and I was thinking about vlogging it because I was like that would be cute to have like for the memories but it is it's so much work it's so much work like, not even moving. like just like the vlogging process like yeah that's a lot of work but like they make it seem so easy like yeah I just found this apartment and I'm moving and like they don't talk about okay you have to like find the apartment you have to tour the apartment you have to get approved for the apartment you have to save up for x amount of months leaving up you have to have like renters insurance you have to pay for all this like new furniture I don't know hydro figuring all that out <laughs> No, seriously, if I do decide to vlog it, I will definitely be including how difficult it is in the process, and I won't glamorize it, just for you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Although I will say I love watching move-in vlogs, like yes. Margot Lee's move-in vlogs, mm -hmm. especially when she was back in college. Like Those were my favorite videos ever. I love I them. love those. Yes. I love Margot in general. She's like one of my favorite content creators. She's amazing. Like, I just want to be her. Like, can I be Margot? <laughs> right? I always like, <laughs> I'm manifesting that if I ever am in New York, I'm just going to randomly bump into her on the street and then we're going to become best friends. Yes. She always responds to my stories when I tag her. So I feel very... <gasps> Loved. You should have her on the pod. Oh my god, that would be incredible. Two of my favorite podcasters in one. <laughs> okay, to finish out. Okay, I think I'm going to finish out with this one. It's not about what you wear, but how you wear it. And I feel like that sounds kind of weird, but I feel like you can genuinely wear anything, whether it's out of style, out of trend, not from a cute brand. But if you wear it confidently, you're going to look like the baddest bee out there, like all the time. Agreed. And also how you style the pieces. I don't know. I came across this TikTok video with this girl. I think she studied fashion or she's very into fashion. And she was dissecting Emma Chamberlain's outfits and her friend Olivia's and basically why they work. Because looking at them, the average person would be like, how does that match? How does that go together? It seems kind of like weird and like it shouldn't go together but she was explaining how if say in a top there's brown and then whether they're patterns or not say the top has brown in it and then your shoes have brown in it it cancels each other out and then say your pants have pink in it and your hat is pink it cancels it out and say your jacket is its own color then that leaves the jacket to stand alone I probably butchered that so much but it was so fascinating I was scrolling through her TikTok and I have a whole new eye for fashion and putting together outfits yeah that's so interesting I am always a little bit overwhelmed by Emma's outfits like I love them on her absolutely but I'm always like oh I don't think I could wear that or I would feel comfortable wearing that but that's kind of one of my goals for the future is to get more into fashion and taking more like I don't know different approaches to it you're gonna have to send me that girl's TikTok I need to go stock yes I'll have it linked down in the show notes for the listeners but I've also been trying to push myself out of my fashion comfort zone and 
to stop caring what other people are going to think of my outfit and to just wear it for me and wear it because I think it's cool or be that Instagram baddie like just wear whatever the heck you want who cares make you happy like that's all that matters yeah I actually was listening to a podcast about fashion and they were talking about how TikTok culture has really changed fashion and how now trends only last for like a week and then we're over it and then we move on to something else and in one way it's almost like that's really bad because it you know supports fast fashion and we get over it really quickly but in another way it's making people realize what they actually like and you know push them out to try stuff not just because it's trending but because that's what they want to wear Yes, I totally agree. Okay, so to wrap it up, what is one piece of advice you want to leave the listeners with if they're only going to listen to this part of the podcast and this is all they're going to take away? What advice or quote do you want to leave with them? I want to leave by saying, figure out what you like and run with it. You know, whether that's with food or with a career or really anything in life, figure out what you're passionate about and just go for it. Stop caring about what other people think, because like I said in the beginning, odds are they're not even paying attention to you. So, yeah. I love that. I love that so much. And I stand totally behind you on that. And Maya, plug yourself out. Where can the listeners find you? They deserve to be following you. If they aren't already, where can they find you? Thank you. You can find me on TikTok at Maya Fiorella. And you can find me on Instagram at health with me. I love that. And I'll have it linked down in the show notes below. But thank you so much for coming on Morning Ray. It was a pleasure to have you on. I was absolutely honored to be here. So thank you so much. Of course, you're welcome back anytime. And to the listeners, make sure you rate, review and subscribe as it really helps support the pod. I love you guys so much. And we'll chat soon. Bye, guys. This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash... You can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of hefty large black bags. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.